Hello and welcome back to the show, Domestic Violence for Men. I am your host, Andy Reyna. Uh, I know I've been a while, been, <laughs> been gone for a while uh, with this whole virus that hit and uh, just trying to figure out what my next move is going to be with work and everything. It's been pretty chaotic for me on this side of things. Uh, but I think if all, that's, all that has evened out, um, I think it's actually going pretty smooth. Working from home now, uh, was going into the office for a while, but as you all know, uh, the way things have been going lately, it's just pretty crazy out there with this virus. Never thought that uh, we'd be living in these ages where a virus would do such a horrible thing to people. Um, so I've just been quarantined just like everybody else and trying to get some material together. So I think in this episode, what I'm going to jump into is um, something I really put, put some thought into recently. And it's something called, uh, is love painful? And I know a lot of people out there are probably thinking, like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Well, uh, I guess if you ask yourself a question of, you know, what is love? What, you know, what is the first thing to come to mind? Um, I know for me, the first thing that comes to my mind is, you know, somebody that looks out for me, somebody is there for me, somebody that can listen to me, somebody can understand me. Um, and somebody actually that can sometimes correct me, but in a, in a positive way, not in a reprimanding, degrading, you know, condescending kind of way. Uh, so if you ever ask yourself this question, think about it, you know, are you in a relationship where love is painful or love hurts or love is killing you? Then I think this episode will be good for you. Uh, there's a few notes that I've written down here, a few points I want to touch on. Uh, one of them for sure is, uh, does there, I'm speaking to the other person, by the way, not you. Um, and maybe you can reflect on yourself when I say this, but does their communications towards you make you unsure? So, you know, do they kind of mix things up or kind of leave things hanging and aren't really clear on how they want to communicate to you or talk to you? Or just leave things up in the air for you to try and decipher. Sort of like a, a, a mixed puzzle and missing pieces or with Morse code. These are one of the things that people do when they're not really into you or they're not really in love with you. Or somebody who's trying to manipulate you or take advantage of you. They just leave things up in the air and you're kind of sitting there scratching your head and turn around like what just happened here. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things of... of uh, Understanding is their communication clear? Is it clear to you? And can you both walk away from that conversation going, okay, great, that was a good conversation. I, I, you know, I get it, they get it. You know, we can kind of get on common ground here. Um, the other thing is, and this is a big hitter here, is are things too good to be true? Um, I know in the beginning of a relationship, you feel kind of like you're on cloud nine. You know, you kind of have this thing going on. It's really exciting. It's one of these things that you're like, wow, I've never felt this way before. So another side item here is something called limerence. And I want you guys to look that up and Google that. Limerence is something that a state is a stage of a relationship that was coined. This term was coined. And in that stage of relationship, it's, it, it usually lasts in the beginning. Well, it usually starts in the beginning and last for only up to three months. And that's that kind of, you know, infatuation on cloud nine, 
just really kind of, um, you know, excited to talk to this person, can't wait to talk to him. Uh, but that slowly fades away, you know, uh, but that's normal. That's in every relationship. What I'm referring to here is, is something too good to be true in a, uh, an extreme case? You know, is this guy or is this woman too good to be true, right? Um, and if you're asking yourself that constantly, even after the three-month period of limerence has passed, then, again, this is not really a good relationship to be in, and you should really be assessing where you're at, who you're at, or who you're with anyway, and uh, what direction you want to go. Because I can tell you from my experience, um, my relationship was too good to be true. And uh, it ended up being a very, a very bad marriage and bad relationship. Um, and this person was, you know, um, hitting on all these points, actually, as I'm going through them. And, and I'm kind of reflecting to myself, this person was so far hitting on all these points. And, uh, you know, people that are too good to be true usually use a technique called masking. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but it's a term. Google it uh, again. And masking is something that somebody will do to make themselves something that they're not. Again, think about it. Too good to be true. Uh, so let's see. Point number three here. Do they talk about themselves? And as I wrote these notes down, I, I, I put, do they talk about themselves in quotes, hero, the hero syndrome, um, you know, uh, you'll hear a lot of people if you talk to them and ask them how their day went. And I'll give you a good example of it. There's there's two people in my life that um, I can kind of reflect on this too. And it's not my prior relationship or my, my prior marriage, but these two people are very close to me and they're, uh, <laughs> they're family members. And I, I always ask them these, these questions. And it's kind of funny because you can tell that they really don't want to talk about what they want to talk about. But when they do, Oh, it's, you know, this company wouldn't last without me. And, and I do the most dangerous job uh, there at work. And, you know, if I leave, the company fails. You know, you've heard, you've heard these things kind of, you know, you've heard these things before. And those people that kind of put themselves up there on a pedestal or how they were, you know, the hero of every situation or how they came out as a brave you know, person and rose above everything and, and still I'm here. And you'll see it a lot on Facebook too. These people that do the hero syndrome is what I call it. Uh, those people you probably want to stay away from, you know, those people are the ones that are, you know, looking for energy and will draw the energy out of you and will, um, make themselves, uh, appear or come across in some way, shape or form better than anybody else. Uh, let's see here. Point number four in my notes that I wrote down, that I wrote down, wrote down, wrote down. Let me get that right. Uh, do they reframe the conversation? Fear of reality slash breaking up. So let's, there's three things here that I want to touch on really quick. The first one is, do they reframe the conversation slash conversations? So if you ever go back and you say, hey, that's not what you said. What you said was X, Y, and Z. And they come back and go, no, what I said was A, B, and C. Um, and they don't sit there and take responsibility for the things that they said or will try to backpedal or try to get themselves out of a hole. 
um, and don't take responsibility for the things that they said. And, and all the, and, and again, it's not all the time negative. Um, but sometimes they will say something like, Hey, next week we're going to go to a baseball game. And I know under the current situations of this lockdown and quarantine, it's kind of out there. Who knows when we're going to be able to go to a baseball game? Because quite honest with you, I would love to go to a baseball game. I am so looking forward to going to a baseball game at this point. But let's get back to the subject here. Let's just say, hey, yeah, next week we're going to go to a baseball game. And next week comes, and you're like, all right, great. Let's. You're ready for that baseball game? And they're like, well, you know. I never said we were going to go to a baseball game. What I said was we're going to go to the zoo. And you're like, well, wait a minute here. You know, I was all hyped up for a game, and now we're going to go see a lion, you know. Um, so it's it's one of those things, too. Um, the, one, the, the famous quote is, I never said that. You know, you're putting words in my mouth type deal. Um, those are very strong phrases to look out for. And, and again, if you're in a relationship with somebody that's doing this, ask yourself again, is love painful? Is it? Are you putting yourself through pain because of this? Time to go, in my opinion. Um, the second point in that note, fear of reality. And that's why would they do it? Because they don't want to face reality or face responsibility um, and or breaking up, right? They don't want to lose you. So they'll try and twist and turn things around just to just to keep you there, just to keep you in that relationship. And if it's not something you want to be in, by all means, you have the right to walk away. You have the right to say what you want to say and the right to walk away. A lot of people think that since you're in a relationship, you really don't have that or they willingly give up that right. Um, but I say, from my experience anyway, I say you have a right to say whatever you want and you have a right to say no and you have a right to walk away. So again, ask yourself, you know, is love painful? Is this relationship I'm in painful? Um, the, other, the other thing I have written down here is, do they give crappy gifts? Um, do they give you gifts where you're like, well, okay, you know, it looked like you regifted this or it looks like, you know, it's been used before or you didn't really put much thought in this, you know? I told you I like Hershey's chocolate, and now you're giving me, you know, some offbeat, you know, kind of brand of chocolate that I don't even like. Or you'll say, hey, I like white chocolate, and you keep getting dark chocolate. You know, one of those things, you know, with Easter coming up and everything. Um, so, like I said, it's if you start getting crappy gifts, um, then maybe you should rethink actually what this person is all about. Uh, the other thing, and this is, this is, this one really struck me hard. Um, this one is one that I experienced was, uh, in my previous marriage and relationship, um, uh, was that is the relationship going too deep, too fast? Um, I know in, in my experience, and I'm just pausing for a moment here because I'm kind of reflecting on how things went. It did go too fast too soon. And it was um, something I noticed that was happening. And I tried to put the brakes on it. And um, it became a an argument. You know, what do you mean you you, you don't want to, you know, go faster, or you want to slow down, or you want to take things slow, you know, if somebody can't respect that about you, 
then again, it's it's really time to reassess things and see how things are and try to get out of there. Um, the other thing I've noticed is uh, I'm going to kind of put these two other notes in, in together because they kind of go hand in hand. Um, so I'm just going to read them off really quickly and, and you'll kind of get the gist of what I'm saying here. So the next two things that I want to cover are extremely negative and lack of respect. Um, I don't know if you've ever been with somebody who's extremely negative. And the one test that I use um, as a indication of how a person is, is I will invite them out to go eat somewhere. Not right now because of, you know, the whole quarantine thing. But what I do is I take them out somewhere, um, invite them for dinner, lunch, you know, breakfast, brunch, whatever the case may be. And I see how they treat the staff there. You know, if um, if they treat them very short, you know, uh, I'm not saying, you know, be over the, I don't, I'm not expecting somebody to be over the top, but I do expect somebody to give a certain amount of respect to an establishment that they're visiting, you know, or or uh, a waitress or a waiter or somebody that's seating you or somebody that greets you in a restaurant, you know, just kind of common courtesy, kind of common respect. If you can't see that amongst somebody that you're with. Um, now I will say, I will say the one thing, um, you know, devil's advocate here. Um, if you are, if you are eating and the waitress comes up and you have food in your mouth and she comes up and says, how are things going? And you got a bunch of food in your mouth and you're sitting there like, well, can't really talk and, you know, don't want to be rude, but, you know, <laughs> that's happened to me once or twice. So I, I, I completely understand that situation. However, the big however here is that if somebody is extremely rude to the waiter and or waitress and, uh, you know, no, no tip complains about how horrible the service was um, and just kind of makes things a horrible experience and they they do that on more on more than one occasion then really it's time to take a step back and reassess who you are with um, so the other thing I want to touch on too is somebody that's hypercritical and you'll see that a lot with people who are um, you know two-faced Right, they're they're gonna be hypercritical about somebody when they're not in the room. You know, they'll they'll rip them to shreds, and the minute that person comes around, they're their best friend in the world. You know, they're they're doing things for them, they're putting their neck out for them, but behind closed doors, this person that they're helping is just so horrible, and they need so much help because again, they're the hero, and you know, it goes on and on and on. Uh, I was married to somebody like that. And at first it was just like, you know, she was very subtle about it. Um, and as time went on, it just became this big, what I call the Niagara Falls, you know, in the back of my head, you know, thing. I would see it coming. I'm like, here comes Niagara Falls about somebody. And uh, it would just be ripping some of somebody to shreds. It would just be this X, Y, and Z. And the minute they're around that person, they're a totally different person. They're happy they're giddy they're shaking their hands they're giving them hugs oh i missed you well where are you oh why don't you come over next week oh why don't i come over oh i heard you need help with your car yeah i'll be over tomorrow you know uh type thing but yet they're behind closed doors are saying how they treat their kids and their car is so 
dirty and I wouldn't eat any food that they cooked because I saw that their house was dirty. You know what I mean? I mean, it goes on and on and on. Um, so these are just some things that I've made some notes about. And these are just some things I've drawn upon my past. And these are just some experiences that I like to pass on to somebody who may be in a situation or maybe in a bad situation that needs to get out of. Um, and like always, you know, I'm letting everybody know I'm not a therapist. I'm not a counselor. I'm just kind of out there helping everybody. And hopefully, just from a layman's point of view, uh, you'll have a chance to look at what situation you may be in. Or even just taking these tools and this knowledge in these podcasts and just taking them with you as you go through different relationships or build different relationships. And hopefully, you know, you'll get a good head on your shoulder. It took me a while to get these things written down and a lot of things uh, worked out in my life. And uh, again, I, I went through therapy for two years and there's a lot of information I gathered over the years. And hopefully throughout these podcasts, people will be able to see them, recognize them and get out of a bad situation before it gets worse and or make a bad decision and end up marrying a person that you're going to regret being with for the rest of your life. And then you got to go through a divorce and you gotta, if you have kids, you got to figure all that out. So hopefully this stuff is very helpful for everybody. And if you're in a, in a uh, dangerous situation or a dangerous relationship, I suggest that you reach out to authorities. You get out of there as soon as you can. There is help for you. And this is what this podcast is for. It is to help you get out of that bad situation, to get you out of the haze, to get you out of the ether, as I was told, and uh, build yourself up so that way you're able to uh, go on with your life and be happy, be happy with yourself. Um, you only have one life and do not blow it on somebody else because they're sucking the energy out of you and want to bring you down and in some cases, financially ruin you. Um, I have seen that. Uh, my marriage was heading that way, and uh, I had to take some steps to get myself out of that situation. So learn by my mistakes, learn by my tools. And again, please, if you are in any danger, reach out to somebody quickly. It is very important that you do that. Um, with all that being said, Hopefully everybody is playing it safe and doing this quarantine and social distancing. And uh, hopefully we can get through this together and we can get uh, back to work and get our lives to normal and kids can get back into school and businesses can start opening up again. So until next week, I will talk to you guys later and you guys be safe and take care of yourselves.